Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It is Wednesday, the 27th of June, 2018. I am your host, Edwin Frendozo, and thank you for tuning in. Um, for those who are new to the show, welcome. This is Whoa, the music came in late. So again, just, just in case we're just starting over again, the, welcome to the Business Leadership Live. I'm your host, Edwin Frandozo. Um, the Business Leadership Live is a, a new live call-in show where I chat with business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders just to discuss latest innovations, current events, or even best practices that, that could help you personally and professionally go, uh, grow. So my guest today is Nunzio Presta. He's the CEO of Bizon. It's an online marketplace where people can buy, sell, and buy, sell, and grow businesses or franchises. And the topic of our show is entrepreneurship through acquisition. Welcome and thank you for joining me today, Nandio. I know you're in, you just landed in Ottawa, right? Yes, just landed uh, about 10, 10 minutes ago. So I'm very excited to be part of this. I think it's a great initiative. Uh, and that little music there definitely uh, woke me up. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. I mean, it's I do apologize. I know we're we're still playing around with the show and seeing how things go, but uh, I'm glad it's still working through. So let's just jump into it, Nunzio. Uh, I mean, this is interesting for me, and I know you and I have talked in the past, but just just to level set everyone, what is entrepreneurship through acquisition? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of romance behind, obviously, the definition of entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur. And I think entrepreneurship through through acquisition doesn't get the same spotlight that it deserves. But essentially entrepreneurship through through acquisition is exactly how it sounds. Uh, it's people that, that buy uh, a business or franchise in, in order to operate in order to operate as a business owner or franchise owner. Now, you know, my my whole two cents and, and a lot of the conversations I'm spearheading nowadays is around the the whole the whole thought that you know being an entrepreneur is not only about starting something from scratch, uh, but also about finding an existing business or franchise and growing it. And there's a ton of motives and reasons behind uh, behind doing that. Yeah. So I mean that's I mean that's really interesting because you and I had met through startup events in the startup ecosystem down here in Toronto, and we were obviously starting our own platform from scratch, so it's really fascinating to me to hear how people could get into entrepreneurships through acquisition, but if you're a first-time entrepreneur, like, how, how do you even get started at that? Yeah, it, it, well, it, like, I, basically, I see... I see two motives to getting started, or sorry, three motives to pretty much getting started or engaging with entrepreneurship through acquisition. Um, one is you want to buy a business um, or a franchise, most likely more of a business, in order to accelerate the growth of a business you're already operating. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is you're a nine-to-fiver and you you are not passionate about your job and you have this burning desire to be an entrepreneur, but you know that you don't have, or at least you acknowledge that you don't have what it takes to, to start something from scratch, but you may be excited about the opportunity of buying an existing business and operating it and growing it from there uh, in order to be a business owner and find that purpose, find that passion, uh, find that, that, that thing that ignites you to jump out of your bed Monday morning 
Uh, and, and the third is uh, immigration. So there's a lot of foreign uh, investors and buyers that are interested in, in, you know, living in our great country and buying an existing business or franchise is a great way uh, to expedite the process of, of becoming uh, a Canadian. No, that's, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I've, I've always wondered because I have friends and colleagues who operate franchises and operate a number of franchises. And one I have in mind that I'm particularly thinking about, it was a gentleman and he was, you know, an executive for 20 years or so. And he actually made the jump to, into franchisees, to being a franchiser. And I guess if you're going to be a first-time franchiser, what are the best practices you see? Um, because you've never owned a business before or operated one. Like, what do you see as a best practice when you're looking to acquire a franchise or a business? I think it's just like it would be. I think the advice would be uh, the exact same advice that I would give someone looking to start a business. Right? Uh, it's really diving in there and being active and in your community, uh, leveraging your network, growing a great network of professionals uh, and colleagues that can provide the, the right advice and guidance. Uh, I always tell people, you know, when you're, when you're looking to, to buy a business or franchise, you want to have your acquisition team. And, and, and you know, the acquisition team uh, is, is pretty much your banker, your lawyer, uh, and your accountant. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, bez on as well in order to find opportunities that are that are that are good to to purchase. Uh, but I think you know the main advice would be you need to just really leverage your network, your professionals, and get the the, the appropriate guidance and advice needed uh, in order to make sure you're making the right type of acquisition, whether it's an independent business or a franchise. Um, even listening to 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 a segment like this today. Uh, can provide, you know, what you're looking for uh, in order to not make the wrong decision uh, when buying or, or, or even selling a business or franchise. Okay, so tell me about uh, BizOn and maybe even why you built BizOn because if I were some, someone sitting in my 9 to 5 and I'm like, you know what, I just want to buy a business, like where do I go? Where, where are the natural avenues and where are the best places and tell me why and how Bizon is helping now on that. Yeah, absolutely. So Bizon was actually uh, inspired to my own life experience. Uh, I was in university trying to sell my business, and uh, I guess to, to, to shorten the story, uh, I nothing out there met my expectations. And I said there has to be a, a better way for buyers and sellers to connect, whether it's the business broker, the franchise, or the franchisee, the small business owner. There has to be a better way. Uh, fast forward to today, we've basically created this this uh, top of mind marketplace where all these segments connect, uh, and we're just creating a very captive and engaged audience of individuals that are very serious and qualified and interested in either buying or selling. And that's why our connection rate between buyers and sellers uh, is so high. Uh, but pretty much to paint the picture, how we how we I guess function is essentially like say Kijiji, but professionally focused on, um, on, on, on uh, you know, allowing our segments uh, to only uh, buy or sell businesses or franchises. So if you're looking to sell your business, you come to our site, you can create your own listing. We have, you know, a template of fields that we ask you to fill in. You upload some pictures, and now you're live in front of all our active users and marketing footprint. 
Uh, and then from a buyer perspective, you log into our marketplace and you engage with our dynamic search engine to search for opportunities by price, location, industry, uh, et cetera. So that's in a nutshell why <laughs> Bizalma started and, and how we function uh, today. Um, and we're very, we're very aggressive on, you know, social selling and ensuring from a digital marketing perspective we're top of mind because uh, our brand is the most important thing to us, and that's what uh, we, we push every day to spearhead conversations like this or engage with our networks to ensure that if someone is thinking of buying or selling a business or franchise, they think of Bizon as the go-to place to, to start that journey. No, that's great. And before Bizon, I mean, obviously people were not – or maybe they were. They were posting their franchise or their business onto KGG or – or Craigslist or eBay was that happening before? Like, or yeah, actually- yeah, no, absolutely, that was happening, and that's what inspired me to say there has to be something different. Um, you know, I would go to these unfocused uh, platforms and directories where it was very, it wasn't appropriate, uh, and it, you know, it was kind of scary. Like, oh, look at this, you know, business for sale, uh, or let me try to sell this business, but. You know, then there's a, a bike for sale below me and a cat for sale above me and uh, you know, littered, you know, littered with advertisement. And I said, there's nothing really appropriate or, or nothing seamless and, and supportive and resourceful for that business owner, that entrepreneur, that broker, uh, or that you know, franchise or franchise or looking to specifically uh, buy or sell a business. And we have to remember, you know, this type of transaction is not is not as easy. Uh, as, as selling, you know, a bike or a cat. This, this type of transaction is, you know, probably the number one or number two biggest asset that a person has uh, next to, to their home. And it's a very emotional, financial, and, and physically daunting uh, experience because it's so important. This is something you're doing every day and something that puts food on the table, right? So, uh, we don't we don't take we don't take it lightly as far as how we create the experience for our users within our marketplace. Oh, that's great. Well, awesome, awesome that there's an actual place where you're connecting the buyers and the sellers. So now that I I'm, I'm going through the journey of purchasing, what are things that I should be looking for when I'm buying or even selling a business? Yeah, great question. So I think whether you're buying or selling. Um, a business, I think two things need to be true. One is it needs to be a sellable business or franchise, and it needs to be a valuable business or franchise. Um, and I've kind of broken this down into this diagram I created, uh, and it's broken down into three main pillars. And um, when you're looking to either sell or buy a business, you need to you need to think about these three things. And one is timing, two is recurring business, and three is self-sufficient. Now, if I were to you know, dive deeper into each of these. Uh, timing is pretty simple. You need to you need to identify you know certain trends and ensure timings on your hand. Um, you need to know when to buy or sell and when not to buy or sell based off what I like to call sets. So social trends, economic trends, and technology trends. Um, and why I say this is because you need you need to ask yourself you know those you know types of questions like is is it is timing right? You know, should I buy or sell right now? Does it make sense to buy or sell right now? Do I need to buy or sell right now? And if you're constantly looking at timing, you'll avoid situations like, for example, if you're looking to buy or sell a taxi company. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Due, due to innovation in that space, it's been disrupted. So your time may have passed. The valuation's right. obviously taken a beating, and the opportunity, uh, you know, to to just buy or sell a taxi company may have may not be as as lucrative as it was maybe five or ten years ago, uh, especially with Uber here. Uh, the second is recurring business, and it's pretty simple, right? You wanna you wanna find a business or franchise that's profitable, growing, and has recurring revenue year over year. You want you want to ensure those financials are up to date, they're organized, they're prepared properly, they're audited, uh, and you want to whether you're a buyer or seller, you want to either provide or review at least three to five years of financials, so some sort of normalized projection to be applied to the business. Um, and then the last thing, I know this is a little long-winded, but it's a very important question, but the mm-hmm. last uh, one out of the three pillars is self-sufficient. And what, what most uh, industry experts like to call the Switzerland structure. So you want to make sure that you're creating a business or buying a business that's not dependent on one leader, one employee, one supplier, or even one customer. And the reason is no one wants to enter a business with so many unknowns. Right or the fear of losing that you know that one client or that big supplier that can definitely jeopardize uh, operations. Um, and I think this last one it sounds pretty simple, but it's very hard. You know, many business owners disregard it, uh, whether it's from uh, whether it's because they're making a very uh, dependent business on on their brand or on themselves from an operation perspective. But it's very lucrative because what I've noticed to date is less dependency. In, in business operations, it, you know, equals a more valuable and sellable business. Um, and then when all three of those pillars, you know, interact, you know, integrate with each other, you're you're creating, you know, something fascinating, and that's a sellable, valuable business, right? It's it's a business or a franchise opportunity that's seamless, that's sustainable, and and showcases that there's a lot of growth potential. Right. So. When you have these three pillars that – oh, thank you for sharing that, Nunzio. That, that's amazing. It gives me a reason yeah. for me, anyways. It gives me a real clear cut. But I guess thinking out loud, if you had only two of the three, that would really affect the price of the, of the business, the, the price of the sale, the value, right? Sure, right? It's like a fort. If there's a, a little uh, you know, weak link, uh, a potential buyer uh, may, may – um, you know, uh, use that as an advantage uh, uh, during negotiations, right? Right. Yeah, you know, your your business, you know, is, you know, timing's on your hand because, you know, I really want to own a business like this. And, yeah, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're showcasing your current business, but, you know what, your your business is, is just too dependent on you and that, you know, that scares me. So instead of buying this business off of you for 350 you know, I'm mm-hmm. comfortable coming in at 250 Right. Right, so, right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like the 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 more uh, a potential buyer or sorry, a potential seller works on creating a very sellable, valuable business and a strong, uh, I guess, defensible uh, business, you know, the the more the premium is going to be on selling it. No, that's awesome. So I guess for you, when you when Bizon onboards companies that are that are being put on for sale. Does it have the capability to understand whether it's missing any of these these aspects? And do you provide like advice to these businesses, or are you just simply that platform and whatever happens happens? I think it's a balance of both, but we definitely do uh, all the listings go through our team for an approval process. 
uh, and if there are any uh, red flags uh, that, that we feel need to be addressed or, or revised or, you know, questioned or, and answered, uh, we definitely work with all our sellers. Uh, because the goal is we want, you know, the, the, the best opportunities to be presented uh, appropriately. Uh, so mm-hmm. when there are connections, there's a successful transaction. You know, that's the bottom line. Awesome. But so you just mentioned quickly red flags. So if I'm, I'm looking to buy or sell a business, like what are what are some of the top three red flags that, that you want to you know, share with us today that you see? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I think I have two, just off the top of my mind right now, two that jump out at me for both a seller and a buyer. So from, from a seller's perspective, I think um, – you know, your main focus should be on uh, who you're selling to. shouldn't always go, you know, to the highest bidder. Um, it should go to a person uh, and or company that has what it takes to carry on your legacy uh, and not destroy it. So when a seller's main concern is how much can I uh, get for this the sale, uh, it's mm-hmm. sort of a red flag. You want to make sure that your motives are uh, are, are, are crystal clear. Uh, another, another um, I guess, red flag for a seller when dealing with a buyer is uh, if a buyer doesn't want to sign uh, an NDA, so a non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that should give you a red flag as far as, you know, the, legit, the legitimacy of uh, that, that buyer and, I guess, their motive in, in engaging with you. Uh, and then from a buyer perspective, I think, once again, you know, a buyer's main focus should be understanding that you, you, you're not buying the business for the present moment, right? Mm-hmm. They, they need to understand that they're buying a business for future opportunities. So they need to make sure that they question the financials and, and, um, uh, and ensure that they can be upheld. Uh, and you need to, you know, put pressure on the seller to make sure they're crystal clear on, you know, the future opportunities uh, that the industry has. Um, because once again, you're you're buying this business for the future, not for today. Um, and then I guess a, a main red flag for a buyer is if the seller has very disorganized financials or unaudited financials with little history, and you know I would say little history is anything under three years. Uh, or if a seller tells you, yeah, you know, but you know most of everything is cash, right? Yeah, that could be that could be. I guess correct to a certain degree, but you really need to take take I guess evaluation of the business uh, serious as far as what's on black and white. So you need to deal with with businesses that that have uh, you know up to date and thorough and transparent uh, financial uh, statements. Oh no! Thanks for sharing that, Nadja. I mean, it's pretty amazing in terms of the place you sit and uh, I guess the point of view that you get to view, I guess, deals and transactions through businesses. So if I were to ask you, for your, just specifically to your business, and I know you've been growing this and you're doing well because I see you everywhere in social media, if you had a magic wand that could transform your business today, what would your business look like? Or, or what are you hoping for in the next year or two? Yeah, for, um, for a marketplace, I think the biggest thing is, uh, is scale. So we, you know, we, we continue to push forward uh, and, uh, and, and create a top-of-mind brand. Uh, but now our goal is just to create a stronger brand, um, uh, a brand with a lot more awareness um, globally, 
Uh, and we just want to continue onboarding uh, users that are that are very interested in, in the whole concept of entrepreneurship through acquisition. Um, and to date right now, you know, we have a very captive audience. Believe it or not, uh, 98% of our audience and our users are buyers. So our sellers are taking advantage of that and leveraging that uh, to the extreme because, you know, that's 98% of people that are within our marketing footprint are constantly, day in and day out, looking to buy a business or franchise. So we wow. just want to continue. Yeah, we want to continue running with that, right? And uh, in a year from now, I, you know, I want to just make sure that uh, our, our growth uh, continues positively and, uh, and, and we hit critical mass as a, as a marketplace. Great. So any final tips, Nunzio, for the listeners out there? who may be thinking about entrepreneurship or looking to sell their business? Yeah, so I think one is, um, I think I'll give, I'll give some tips for, you know, entrepreneurship through acquisition as a whole, whether you're looking to buy or sell. I think, I think one is um, don't think about um, being an entrepreneur somebody or something um, in which, you, can, you know, it's only about starting a business from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, entrepreneurship through acquisition is a real thing. There are, are there are a ton of diamonds in the rough. Uh, so don't think of entrepreneurship as, oh, you're only, it's only about starting something from scratch. I have no idea what to start from scratch. So I'm going to stick with my, uh, uninspiring nine to five. Uh, don't do that. Uh, really consider it. Really look into it. Uh, and the second is, uh, don't think entrepreneurship transition is going to be easier than the traditional path of being an entrepreneur. There's still a ton of challenges uh, and sacrifices emotionally and financially um, while buying, selling, or operating, and even growing that, that existing business. Um, but what I'm satisfied to say is, um, and, I, and, I, and I can promise you this, it, it'll be probably the most fulfilling experience that you'll ever have. Uh, the whole reason, you know, behind Bizon and that at our core is we want to ensure uh, we give people the opportunity to love what they do. And whether that's buying something that inspires them or ignites them with a passion and purpose, great. Or if it's that somebody that has built their business, you know, for the last 25 years and they're ready to retire and, and you know, chill on the beach or on their boat, <laughs> we want to we give them that, that, that ability and that opportunity. That sounds great. Nunzio, where could we find more information about you, Bizon, or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, so uh, Bizon's pretty simple. Just go to mybizon.com, so M-Y-B-I-Z-O-N.com. Uh, you can navigate our, our site. You can join for free. Uh, and you can scroll right down to the footer. We have our little social media hub. You can feel free to, to pretty much follow us on every single social media platform. Uh, as you alluded to before, we're very active, so we take that seriously. Um, and as far as myself, uh, I'm very active on Twitter, so you can definitely follow me. Uh, my handle is Nunzio Presta, so N-U-N-Z-I-O-P-R-E-S-T-A. Nunzio, really appreciate your time today, especially when you're in transit um, to Ottawa. I really appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> but, no, um, not a problem. I, I hope the airport wasn't too loud. <laughs> no, it was great. But Perfect. be sure for everyone listening, be sure to join me on Friday as I chat with Yvonne Lyons. We're going to discuss how to get into the money mindset. And also be sure to check my latest episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. 
Uh, recently, I sat down um, with um, Jacqueline Lewing. She's the founder of Press News. It's a fascinating, um, fascinating conversation we had on that. And you can actually get to my podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So that's a wrap for today's episode of the Business Leadership Live. Have a fantastic Wednesday, hump day, everyone. Edwin signing off. <laughs>